On this episode of Another Way to See It, the coaches talk about kryptonite and superpowers. Why? Very often, the parts of ourselves that we're sensitive about or that we don't like, if we actually take a look at the other side of that coin, we see that there are tremendous superpowers and gifts associated with those parts of ourselves that we really dislike. So this is a fun conversation. It's an excellent contemplation if you're looking to grow in that way, and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in to the Another Way to See It podcast. I'm Kim Moran, joined by Tara Jones and Randy Poindexter. We're life coaches talking about issues we deal with personally and professionally, hoping to offer you some tips and tools that help you to thrive. Hi, everyone. This is Tara Jones, Kim Moran, and Randy Poindexter. We are excited to be with you guys, and we have a really a fun uh, subject to talk about. Something that I recently got in a conversation with a friend of mine, and I I just thought it was a rich, rich um, aspect to think about is um, your superpowers in life can also be your kryptonite. So it's it's the aspect of yourself that sometimes can take you down is also if you flip it and look at it a certain way, it is the light that we shine out and can be very powerful in the world and, and power, powerfully served from us when we actually embrace it. Um, so I just thought it'd be great to talk with you guys about it and see what comes out. Does that resonate at all with you guys? I'm curious to learn a little bit more about it because I have an idea, but I don't know if I'm on the right track. Tell me, tell me what, okay. Tell me what comes (laughs) up. Like, is it easier to do superpowers and then flip it and see your kryptonite? Or is it easier to go for like the aspect of yourself that you would say is quote unquote negative aspect? or something that can take you down or trigger you and then flip it and see it as a superpower. I'm going to, or maybe you let you guys go first. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys go first and get an idea and then I will comment. Okay. I'll go first. So you always does that. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. (laughs) Kim always does that. She's like, all right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to drop a bomb here and then I'm going to walk away. I'm going to see, I'm going to see what happens. And then when the dust settles, I'll just jump right back in here. Maybe this is a superpower kryptonite example. <laughs> That's my superpower. Yeah. Uh, dropping bombs and walking away. See you later. Yeah. Go Doing ahead, Tara. In a very uh, directive way. I think that's, that's <laughs> the superpower aspect of it. Um, okay. So this is my superpower. One of my superpowers Okay, no, I'm going to flip it. One of my kryptonite, and it's I've, I've brought it up on the show many times because it's an area I am, it's more delicate area. And it's something that throughout my lifetime, I've heard from people, especially from my family, is that Tara, you're too sensitive. You're so sensitive. Don't be so sensitive. So this, in a lot of ways, was something that I saw as negative 
And when someone will say that to me in the wrong context, it can, it, it can just send me spiraling. It's just definitely one of the little sensitive areas. If someone pokes it, it, it very quickly makes me fall to the ground. But if I flip it and also admit it and embrace that, yes, I am very sensitive to life. I'm also very sensitive to my personal feelings. Um, and, but I'm also very sensitive to other, other feelings of people. So this is my superpower. This is one of the things I can really empathize very easily. And I, and I have an ability to open up very quickly and be vulnerable as an example for people. So it's two sides of the coin, right? It's, it's like, if you're looking at it from, I would say a conditioned response, which is like, how do people, you know, how do people shape you when you're younger and saying, this is good and this is bad. You should behave this way and not that way. But then it actually shaped me and, you know, that was a truth. And it also shaped me into the person I am today. And that is something I am now embracing as much as possible to shine out into the world. So that's my one of my examples. I have probably many more superpowers, but what do you guys think about that? I, I, li- I like this idea, um, and I can see how you could start as the superpower and then go to the kryptonite, but I go from the kryptonite to the superpower. So it's very interesting that, that you, you went that way as well. Um, cause I do think we have a lot of superpowers and I also think it's difficult for us to acknowledge them ourselves to really give ourselves, um, the permission to speak highly of ourselves. So I struggle with that. So really sitting with this and thinking about it, it's easier for me to go from the kryptonite so one of my kryptonite, I, I would say, is resistance, um, both in life and then the mental re- resistance to, to lean into something. And I, I had a buddy of mine explain it. Um, we were talking about resistance the other day, and he brought up that that resistance is the invitation to the unknown. Right. So when something unfamiliar comes up it it makes you uncomfortable and that's where the resistance starts so not not to lean in you're actually doing a disservice to yourself because you're not going to expand and grow so going down this journey um before this awakening journey the journey of life there's setbacks there's resistance there's things that don't go things that don't go as planned as well as um, shit just hitting the fan at the end of the day. So overcoming those resistance hurdles um, turns into my superpower, which is leaning into the resistance and also having resiliency. Um, Because I've overcome a lot of stuff in my life, but to circle back to the the awakening journey that I've been on this last two years, 
is I come up against a lot of resistance with leaning into things that I know are going to open me up that are going to make me uncomfortable in the moment, but I know it's needed for the growth that I want to achieve. So what, what starts out as a kryptonite then turns into a superpower, but once again, flipping the coin, it's acknowledging both, Mm. but you got to have both in order to grow. Right. And I would add also, because in this conversation, we're talking about aspects of ourselves, right? So that that's an aspect of you. And that a lot of times, I really do think certain labels that have been um, that will take us down is because they've been labeled by other people. So you could look at resistance as practicality. You're cautious, which is a more a positive tilt on it. It's it's saying, "Whoa, this is new, and I'm going to go gently into it, and I'm going to be careful with myself." So it has a practicality and a cautiousness where maybe your family wasn't into that you know, hearing you say that. And so then they labeled you resistant. Uh, I don't think anybody ever really labeled me resisting more than myself. Mm. You know, so it wasn't like, there's no, there's not like a time in my life when someone was like calling me out on that. That that was just, you know, when we decided to talk about this topic, that's like the first thing that came up. Maybe it's because I'm battling some resistance right now. <laughs> so it's relevant. But um, I do see what you mean about like how we were conditioned and labels that were made from others towards us. Um, but this was just me processing it for me and and not having any really outside influence around mm. that. Whereas, yeah. whereas yours, I can see came from you know, saying you're too soft and sensitive. Um, I could see how that can start out as your kryptonite, but the more you lean into it, how it's become your superpower to be that vulnerable with people and, and to show people that, that this is okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this might not be in the show, but I want to just tell you, Tara, that it sounds to me like when you tell that story about being called too sensitive, that that was actually a form of gaslighting. And that's why it feels so horrible when you hear it now, too. It's it's a horrible thing to have Yeah, happen. well, when, when you have it certain, brought to you a certain way. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that it was a form of gaslighting. Not I, intentionally. I, no, I, not I, intentionally. And I don't think a lot of times the way we're raised or we have friends around us and they don't even think it's, it's a bad thing. You know, it's like a joke. It's just, and, and it's actually, but the thing is about owning your superpower is actually owning the fact that yes, I am sensitive mm-hmm. and that's not bad. You know, mm-hmm. Randy saying, yes, I have resistance mm-hmm. and then flipping it and seeing how he can use that. 
in, in a powerful way. Um, and I, it's, it's just interesting when we start kind of deconstructing ourselves. And again, we, we categorize of like, what's good, what's bad. And the things that are, we, we consider bad in our brain are the things that we're going to protect the most because we don't want anyone to call us out on it. And that's our kryptonite. That's the thing that can make us fall to our knees. And our, our, our partners, our really close friends, and our family are usually the ones that know that these are areas that they can take you down very quickly. So I'll just be honest, I'm struggling here. Um, <laughs> but maybe you can help me frame this. Okay. So I could spend the rest of my life in isolation. I really feel like that's something that I do really well. However, mm -hmm. I really enjoy being in this group. And I think that, that because I value my time in isolation so much, and it has been something that other people don't really understand that mm -hmm. I need a lot of that time. That when I do put myself in group situations, I'm very choosy about where I am because it's taking me away from the time that I like to spend by myself. So I don't know how to frame that. I think that, you know, the isolation could be something that is not seen as good in this culture. And, and yet it allows me time to do spiritual growth and development. I can't do that with other people, you know, the way that I have been able to do it when I've taken time to be by myself. So mm. how would you frame that for me? Well, I could see it like this is that you really enjoy solitude and quiet space. And sometimes people around you probably don't understand and have gotten on your back about it. Or Kim, why are you being so um, you know, snotty or like, not, I don't know, like, why are you shutting us Se out? Secluding yourself. Se yeah. Mm -hmm. Why, why, or I don't know any of the words that people can call you when you feel like you're just trying to be with yourself, but, but to other people, it feels like you're closing off to them. Mm -hmm. So that could be a kryptonite. Cause you might be then sensitive about it. So you're, you get like, then you're like, well, fine. And you, you get maybe bitchy about it. Who knows? I'm not saying, <laughs> but you know, you, it's these areas that we protect so fiercely because it's like a truth about us, but yet we also are very sensitive that we are different than other mm -hmm. people and people have called us out on it. And then flipping it, the superpower of solitude that I see from you I love that you're pointing to that you're very choosy about the people you're with, but also you have a lot of deep insight from that quiet space and you're, you have an ability to go there with yourself. So that's, that's not something that all people can do. So it's wonderful to have you in the world as a leading example for doing it, mm. you know, where we see our powers of like, Sometimes we don't even know because it's just who we are in the world. But when we can actually own the fact of areas that we're sensitive about and look at it and go, wow, that is actually me. And how 
do I also operate through it in a very powerful way that I might not even be aware of, you know, and that people gather towards me because they can feel it in me or they really love, you know, when I coach them, I have these, these examples of, um, being quiet or, or Randy, you know, examples of working with resistance. Those are so powerful. Um, I, I, one thing I could say, knowing you, Kim, is you're very clear. You're a, I always call you a straight shooter and I love it. It's very assertive and clear. That's a, that's a superpower. But I can imagine in your life that that all hasn't always been received by everyone, which possibly, unless you just really don't care <laughs> but, you know, what people <laughs> think, it could be your kryptonite of people mm. not taking it right. And then all of a sudden you're sensitive that I speak the truth too clearly, whatever it is. Yeah, I love this question. And I, I wonder if you will. Um let's include it in the show notes and, and cause it's a really great question. Yeah. That when you can articulate it for yourself, you can then use your superpower for good. Like I, I just see it, you know, you can direct it, you can be in control of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so powerful and so helpful for people. And to also then reclaim, it's like, yes, I don't know, women taking back words that are, you know, used against them or other minorities. Like we're taking this back. I'm taking the power back. Right, right. When you actually look at it and you can just see an aspect of yourself and then you can really examine again, back to like, how are you conditioned around that word? Like, how are you conditioned around an aspect of who you are? to then think that this is a negative part of yourself or, or something you should hide and you don't want to show anyone. I know in my marriage, it was like a big deal. I did not want to show sensitivity or when I, my feelings were hurt. And I, so I would do other behaviors to hide the sensitivity and not to cry. And then I'm not being myself. Um, instead of just owning it and embracing it and then, and working with it. Mm -hmm. What you just said made me realize that oftentimes, especially if this comes from our childhood, is that people around us who label our proclivity, whatever it is, as a negative thing, it really demonstrates that they're not equipped to handle whatever it is that we're bringing to the table, right? They don't mm -hmm. have the tools to, to be present with super sensitivity, right? Mm -hmm. Or they don't have the tools to handle maybe radical honesty or someone who's digging their feet in because there's just something there that's not right for them, you know? Um, and that, and that we take on a lot of that burden. I'm too, I'm too, instead of I am me and they are them. And sometimes they don't, you know, it's not, it's not, we're not blaming or shaming anyone. It's just that what I have might be very difficult for you to 
understand or to deal with. Right. So it's not that I'm too, or you're not enough, but there's just something that kind of doesn't work there. And there's a reason for that too. Mm -hmm. Because when we cultivate that deep acceptance of what we are, we understand that that person not being able to provide for that part of us, whether it was a mother, father, whatever, spouse, that that helped us grow a little bit. You know, them not being able to support that only helped us build a better muscle, maybe, even Mm -hmm. though it's not clear, you know, quite yet. This whole thing is just starting to really evolve. So thank you for that Mm. really great prompt. Yeah, that's um, that's really interesting. Like again, it's it's how life shapes us, right? And how we're reacting to it. And I don't know if it's midlife that I'm in, but I've been contemplating a lot of who I am and how I show up in the world and where my blind spots are and what I hide and what I shine out. And um, yeah, it's just an interesting contemplation uh, to really start owning, looking at places that I, I haven't been owning and owning them more. Not, not only is this a great um, question and topic to discuss, but this is a great tool that that we use in coaching and, and we might not even be aware of it right now is, is reframing going from kryptonite to superpower. You know, how, how can we shift that mindset mm. to not fixate on, on one thing or outcome? So I, I think this, this has been a, a great conversation around it, but also to know that this is a tool that we, we use with our clients mm-hmm. to where, to where they don't even, they might not be aware of the work that's being done just by a conversation. Right. And it's a, yeah, like a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually I'm, I'm always including that body, mind, energy, heart system. So somatic, it has to be brought into the body somatically. Um, but starting with this mind shift of yeah, what I thought I was, what I've, I've, I hide out, hide out from. Um, it's like taking your mask off and, and saying, "Oh, <laughs> you know, here I am," <laughs> and, then, and then really being like, "Okay, well, here I am. What, what, what do I want to offer the world? What do I want to offer my family, my friends, and?" Um, you know, I, I had this conversation with one of my family members, not this one specifically, but where that word was brought up again about being sensitive. And I just literally owned it. I said, well, yes, I am sensitive. And then it completely shifted the conversation because it's not what they were used to having me react. Like, it's like, like they weren't able to bring me down to my knees. They pushed that button and I didn't respond to it. I actually was like, yeah, well I am. And it, it then it, it shifted the whole conversation. I think what you just said, I find so fascinating because what I was saying before was they're not equipped to deal with you. And that was kind of a gift. What I'm seeing now in this is that it's a gift for them to be 
receiving our kryptonite in a way, Mm. right? Your sensitivity is a beautiful way for someone who doesn't have as much sensitivity, perhaps to see life in a very different way. Mm. And it's such a beautiful gift. And for somebody who, um, you know, I guess, uh, for somebody who, constantly needs validation externally to try to be in relationship with someone like me who wants to always be by themselves. It's a really great opportunity for them to see that, you know, through my modeling of spending time with myself and enjoying that, that that also may be something that they could take advantage of and really begin to learn to enjoy. Mm, I love that. You know, just with you saying that it's again, when we flip it into superpower, we're modeling it correctly, right? So when you're going into solitude and you're just really clear and strong about what you're doing, I'm going to go be silent. And then they see you come out of your solitude and you're much more open and loving. You're, you're, shining you're you're showing a mirror image of of what you're doing in a positive light it's when it's our kryptonite and we're we're kind of sneaky about it or like scared to show people then it, it's it's being maybe reflected in a, a different way it's like a weaker way or however it is i mean i know when i was a, a kid back to that example sensitivity is like you're being so sensitive and i'd be like i am not and so all of a sudden it's like, a, it's like a, an attack and I'm attacking back. And so then I am being overly sensitive because I was coming from that place of this is bad. So you do, you're defending it where you're just like, I'm going into solitude and then you come out and it's like, it's beautiful. And people then want to know, well, that's, that's beautiful. Kim does that. And it makes her shine so great. And she says all these deep things when she comes out and <laughs> Definitely makes me want to meditate more when I hear about your experiences. But also to hold space for someone that is fiery or crying or deeply moved by something is Mm. very uncomfortable for a lot of people, but very important, you know, Mm. and also watching someone face resistance and then open the door to what's behind that door is a very um, inspiring too. So I, I love this conversation. It's really got me thinking about things very differently. Mm. And um, the reason I didn't want to go first, Randy, is because I wasn't really clear about this. So it helped me to go last and have your help in reframing, you know, something that I knew, but I couldn't really see the other side of the coin. Oh, I just, I just got to get I just got to get you when I can, because it's not, it's not often. <laughs> that's, that's all it was. <laughs> it was innocent. <laughs> Over there, nodding your head. <laughs> well, thank you guys. It was really nice to talk about this. And um, I want to keep thinking about it because I know I, I mean, we have many superpowers and we have many areas of kryptonite that bring us to our knees. So it's like really examining, well, why, why does that bring me to my knees? And, you know, how can I flip it? How can I have a better relationship with that aspect of myself? Because it's, you know, most likely it's, it has truth. 
in it. And it, and it's, it's part of us. So we might as well love it and embrace it. Yeah. yeah. Good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. If this episode resonated with you or made you think about someone you know, please pay it forward and like, subscribe, and share it. We appreciate it. Thank you.